سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري بحر لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ما بعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh I hope that you are all doing well by the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today, subhanAllah, is a beautiful day. Um, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of his blessings, including uh, the beauty that we see in his creation. And there's a forecast of snow coming as well, a big uh, dump of snow uh, starting tonight, I believe, uh, or uh, early tomorrow. Uh, so hopefully, inshallah, there will be a lot of uh, good white stuff for the children to play in as well and uh, to uh, maybe have some snowball fights uh, and so on, inshallah. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I, uh, I hope uh, that uh, everyone is safe. Uh, as you know, the situation, the COVID situation has uh, gotten quite serious. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Uh, there is a stay at home order in effect in Ontario. As you probably know, in Quebec, there's a curfew between 8 p.m. and 7 a.m. And uh, here in Ontario, we are to be staying home uh, with some exceptions, um, exercises amongst them. So you are allowed to go outside and walk. Um, even skating rinks and toboggan hills are open, although we're not supposed to congregate. Uh, no more than five people outside with distancing, unless you're with your own family. Uh, you are allowed to go out for food, to pick up food uh, for health reasons. Uh, if you really need to go to work, you're not able to work from home. Uh, and also religious services are also permitted, uh, the limit of 10 people with distancing and uh, masks, of course. And this is something that is important for mental and spirit spiritual well-being. Uh, maybe not for everyone, uh, but especially for some people. So just as physical exercise is important, uh, mental health, spiritual health is also very important, uh, connected to a person's well-being. Uh, and that is uh, perhaps one of the reasons that uh, we are able to get together for Salah, uh, but only with the limit of registration and all those details are at canadamuslims.ca slash pass or sorry open both sites and you can find the link uh, on our website last week my brothers and sisters we talked about the importance of increasing our spirituality increasing or improving our spiritual response at this time while adhering to public health guidelines and following all physical or taking all reasonable physical means uh, so the physical measures that we take, like masks and cleaning, sanitizing of hands and maintaining distance uh, and vaccines for those who are uh, taking them, uh, all of those things, you know, are important. Uh, but the spiritual response is just as important, if not more important as well. So we don't leave one uh, or the other, but we, we go uh, we, and we, we do both. Uh, we take the physical means, uh, but we also respond spiritually and we place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some of the key ways to connect spiritually that we discussed was to increase our istighfar, our seeking of forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to say astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. And there are many benefits that we have as we discussed uh, last week and previously as well. So try to increase your istighfar, try to improve the quantity and the quality of our salah. To connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in sujood, in the state of prostration, with humility in front of Allah azza wa jal. And in, indeed turning to Allah with humility 
in prayer, but also outside of prayer as well, being in a state of humility and gratefulness towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and uh, of course, uh, uh, repenting for our misdeeds and for our sins. Now, all of this has to do with spirituality. Now, you know, not too long ago, a, uh, a very sincere young man, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless him, he came to me seeking help regarding his faith. And when a person comes seeking help regarding their faith, even though they may be you know, uh, a victim of doubts and they may be uh, struggling with their faith, when a person comes for help, I tell them, and honestly, I believe this, that that is the greatest sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants well for them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants them to be guided. Because if a person does not care, right? If a person uh, believes in the doubts and doesn't care about their faith anymore, if a person has lost their faith, they're not going to go seek help. They're perhaps going to be indifferent or worse yet, we see sometimes people turn against faith and become, uh, you know, uh, broadcasters or, you know, proponents of, 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 of you know, actively uh, trying to uh, harm, not harm faith, but actively trying to, uh, trying to argue against faith and to try to uh, prove uh, the deen wrong, which of course is not possible because it's the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and many times they end up making a fool out of themselves. But that's a separate topic. Um, so if a person seeks help and seeks guidance and they, they're searching for the truth and they're searching for help, that is one of the greatest signs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants goodness for them and wants them to be guided. And Allah azza wa jal creates avenues and provides means for them uh, to seek that reassurance and to seek uh, that, 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 that which, they, which they are missing. So one of the things that this young man mentioned to me, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless him, is that he was never able to develop any feelings. He was never able to develop any feelings related to faith and spirituality. So what he said was, you know, Ramadan and, and, and went, and he didn't feel anything. And people would be, you know, talking about it, and you'd see people crying, and they're immersed in prayer, making dua, and, and you know, people are reciting Quran, and they're feeling it. But he, he did all those things, and he's like, I didn't feel anything. And the reality is, is that my brothers and sisters, he's not alone. There are many of us who are in the same situation that we may believe and we may practice, but there's not much feeling associated with our living of Islam and, 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 and our faith and our Iman. And many perhaps have been introduced to Islam, have been taught Islam as a religion of just do's and don'ts, of just rituals, of just things to memorize, and even practice, but it's all the, you know, the movements of body and tongue and in the mind, it's not in the heart. Perhaps you're able to relate, right? That it's, and it's not that these things are not important. Of course, the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam contains do's and don'ts, do's of the things that are good for us, don'ts of the things which are harmful for us because Allah is our creator and he understands us better than we understand ourselves. And of course, there are rituals, and and as more you know, as research takes place, we find out that rituals, uh, uh, especially you know, religious practices, are good actually for our mental health. To have a routine, to have, you know, things that that, that enable us to to find uh, a meaningfulness and and to uh, and and that improve, uh, you know, uh, 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 help us become more, more aware, as an example, uh, and more conscious um, of of our of our of, of our actions, and that connect us. With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those things which those are things which are important for us, not just spiritually, but mentally as well. And when we have you know things to memorize and du'as and 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 things that we practice, all of these things are important. 
it's not that they're not important. They're important, but there, there's uh, there's a, a purpose behind them. There's uh, there's the the letter of the law, as they say, and the spirit as well. And that is so so important because that is something that touches the heart. And the reality is that feelings and emotions, my brothers and sisters, are a very big part of our faith. And it's amazing. There's many of us who may be hearing this right now and saying, "Hey, I never knew that. I never realized that. No one ever taught me that." That I'm supposed to develop feelings for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm supposed to have feelings associated with different parts of prayer, that you know, different elements of my salah, that you know, I should have feelings when I'm reciting Quran or making dua. And subhanAllah, you know, the thing, the foremost thing for the believer is to have feelings of love towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, there are other uh, feelings as well, which I will discuss. But first and foremost, to have feelings of love towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us in Surah Al-Baqarah, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله أندادا يحبونهم كحب الله And yet amongst the people are those who take other than Allah as equals to him and they love them as they should love Allah. SubhanAllah, Allah SWT is telling us that there are people who take equals to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, you know, who, who, who take other than Allah as equals to him, which is of course wrong. And what does Allah mention here? Love. They love them. They love those other things, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, objects, whether it's, it's wealth, whether it's people, whatever it is, they love them as they should love Allah. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ but those who believe are stronger in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have deeply stronger love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who? Those who believe. So here, my brothers and sisters, we find that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a salient characteristic, a feature of the believer, or should be the characteristic of a believer and what type of love, what level of love more intense and stronger than anything else that exists. Our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be greater than any other love that we find inside of our hearts. Does this not have to do with feelings? Of course it has to do with feelings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, addressing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ Say, O Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if you sincerely love Allah, in kuntum tuhibbun Allah, if you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fattabi'uni, then follow me. So the Prophet is told to say this to who? To us, to people, to humanity, that if you if you love Allah, then follow me. Fattabi'uni, yuhbibukum Allahu wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum. What will happen? If you fall, if you love Allah, and you follow the Prophet as a result, then what will happen? Allah will love you and will forgive you your sins. Wallahu ghafoorur rahim. For Allah is all forgiving, most merciful. So here, subhanAllah, we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has associated following the sunnah of the Prophet following the, the, the message, the commands, the guidance of the Prophet with love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you love Allah, if you claim to love Allah, or if you want the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is it associated with? With following the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And if you do that sincerely, inshaAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love us 
and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us. May Allah grant us his love and forgiveness. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has also told us as an example of another feeling, لا يدخل الجنة لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه مثقال ذرة من كبر لا إله إلا الله. May Allah protect us. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, related by Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, that no one who has the weight of a seed, who has an iota of arrogance in their heart, will enter Jannah, will enter paradise. Very scary when you think about it. Even an iota, a speck. This doesn't mean that if there's a believer who has arrogance that they will never enter into Jannah. But what it means is that most likely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decide, or it is possible that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decide that that arrogance that is found, even if it's a speck inside of their hearts, needs to be purified with heat first on the Day of Judgment or in the hereafter, before that heart, before that person is allowed entry into Jannah. Now you tell me, this arrogance, what is it? It is a feeling, which is the opposite of humility, right? So it is a feeling of considering oneself to be greater than others, considering oneself to be more superior than others. And the Prophet ﷺ tells us that what does it lead to, the true arrogance which is prohibited? How do you recognize it? It is what leads people to batrul haqqi wa ghantun nas to deny the truth and to look down upon people. So if we find ourselves, we don't think about others, we think about ourselves. If I find myself denying something which is true simply because of my ego, or if I find myself looking down upon others, considering others to be less worthy of anything because of any reason, then this may be a sign of arrogance that is inside of my heart. And I must be very concerned because the Prophet ﷺ has told us that a person who has even an iota, even a speck, even a seed of arrogance will not enter into Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and purify our hearts, uh, especially of arrogance. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. So again, we are talking about feelings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that the only true believers in our revelation are those who, when the revelation is recited to them, they fall into prostration. And what do they do? And they glorify the praises of their Lord and they are not arrogant. They are not arrogant. And then, immediately after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about hope and fear. That they abandon their beds, invoking their Lord. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't just stop there, but He gives us the condition, the kayfiyah, the condition of their invoking their Lord. When they wake up, they abandon their beds in the morning, in the middle of the night, or the later part of the night, and they invoke their Lord, they turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they remember Allah, and they call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is their state? What is the condition? With which feelings do they call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? يَدَعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا وَطَمَعًا They invoke their Lord, they call upon their Lord with hope and fear. And they donate from what we have provided for them. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't just tell us about something that these believers do, but rather he tells us about their condition when they actually do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants them to do. And Allah azza wa jal also tells us about the believers. That verily they would hasten to do good deeds.
from heaven announced that all people that if a caller from heaven announced that all people would enter Jannah together, except for man, except for one person. Then Umar ibn Khattab anhu, he said, that I would be afraid, I would fear that I am him. Can you imagine? This is the level of fear that Umar ibn al-Khattab anhu had, the companion, the great companion of the Prophet wasallam, saying that if a caller from Jannah announced that all people will enter into Jannah together except for one, I would fear that I am that one person who is not going to enter. But then on the other hand, وَلَوْ نَادَى مُنَادٍ أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِنَّكُمْ دَاخِلُونَ النَّارَ إِلَّا رَجُلًا وَاحِدًا On the other hand, if a caller announced that all people would enter hellfire together except for one person, except for one man, I would hope that I am him. And from this, we learn this balance of hope and fear that on the one hand, we have hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the other hand, we have fear of the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, both of which are true and which are real, which are the haqq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ The believers, the true believers, are those whose hearts tremble at the remembrance of Allah. A feeling. It's a feeling. Their hearts tremble at the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They feel something in their hearts. They don't just tremble, but rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ So their hearts tremble, and heart is the place of feeling and emotion. And وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُ When his revelations are recited to them, their faith increases, their yaqeen increases, their conviction increases, and they are the ones وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ They put their trust in their lords, so my brothers and sisters, once again, we hear about feelings and the importance of feelings towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he said, Al-qalbu fi sayrihi ila Allahi azza wa jalla bi manzilati ta'ir. That the heart on its journey towards Allah, the spiritual heart towards uh, on its journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah the exalted, is the example of it is like that of a bird. Is like that of a bird, bi manzilati ta'ir. Fal-mahabbatu ra'suhu wal-khawfu wal-raja'u janaha. That love is its head. And the fear and hope, and fear and hope are its two wings. And he goes on to say, فَمَتَى سَلِمَ الرَّأْسُ وَالْجَنَاحَانِ فَالطَّائِرُ جَيِّدُ الطَّيَرَانِ That when the head, meaning the love, is healthy, then the two wings, which are hope and fear, they will fly well. What will happen? They will fly well when the love, when the head is healthy. وَمَتَى قُطِعَ الرَّأْسُ مَاتَ الطَّائِرِ And when the head, meaning the love, is cut off, when it is missing, then what will happen? The bird will die, meaning the spiritual heart will die. And وَمَتَى فُقِدَ الْجَنَاحَانِ فَهُوَ عُرْضَةٌ لِكُلِّ صَائِدٍ وَكَاسِرٍ And when either of two wings is damaged, meaning either the hope or the fear that those feelings found in the spiritual heart are damaged, then the bird becomes vulnerable to every hunter and predator, meaning the heart 
becomes vulnerable to every hunter and every predator. Subhanallah. You know, when we, we, we read the words of the, our salaf, our pious predecessors, if they're so true, right? And we see this is happening, that people we find are missing love in their spiritual hearts. And when the love is missing, then we also find that the hope and the fear for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also something which is lacking. And what happens then? That the, that the hearts, the spiritual hearts become vulnerable to every hunter and predator. SubhanAllah, shaitan is out there. The nafs is out there. The haters are out there. Every single one who is trying to target the spiritual hearts of the believers that is trying to steal that iman that lies within. And they become, the hearts become victims to varying degrees of these predators. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our hearts. Ameen, ya rabbal alameen. My brothers and sisters, all of this has to do with feelings. And the heart is the seat of the feelings and emotions. And you see in every, in nearly every culture, many cultures of the world, people use metaphors that directly or indirectly allude to the heart. Right? We call certain types of people hard-hearted. Not just Islamically, but just generally. Right? Usually why? Because they show no mercy or kindness. Likewise, we say that people have cold hearts and some have warm hearts or they're warm hearted you know we speak of people perhaps you know wearing their hearts on their sleeves because they cannot conceal their emotions uh, from others and when someone says something and it touches us you know we say that they touched our hearts you know we say my heart has been broken or so and so broke someone's heart won someone's heart you know so the heart subhanallah is such an amazing creation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i mean we know that about the mind about the the, the intelligence and uh, about the brain but subhanallah even the heart is something which is not fully understood from a physiological point of view but we do know that it is a extremely sophisticated part of the body with secrets that are you know hidden that are still hidden from us the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us that verily in the body is a piece of flesh flesh that which is if it's sound and the entire body is sound, and if it is corrupt, then the entire body is corrupt. Truly, it is indeed, it is the heart. And this is related by Al-Nu'man ibn Bashir radiallahu found in Bukhari, Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. Now, my brothers and sisters, the question is, how do we develop? How do we develop those right? those good feelings that we should have as believers. So the first thing we make clear is that as believers, we should have feelings. Our faith, our Islam, our Iman, our practice of the deen should be linked with feelings. And it should be causing us, leading us to feel things in our heart, to be in certain states, spiritually and emotionally. And maybe that is not happening. Maybe it is happening, but it's not happening as much as you would like. Uh, especially as the month of Ramadan approaches us, you know, entering into now three months uh, to, to the month of Ramadan, inshallah. So it's really not a lot of days, 90 days till the month of Ramadan. So this is a good question to ask ourselves right now to prepare that, you know, what do we need to do to get these feelings, to develop these feelings that we should have as believers? So brothers and sisters, we need the right conditions. We need the right conditions, right, for anything to flourish. You need the right conditions. Right? I give the example of trying to plant a mango tree right? in Canada, especially in the winter. Is it ever going to give mangoes? No. Date tree, right? Outdoors. Is it going to give dates? A date palm tree? No, it's not going to give dates. 
right? Or any plant right now, really, right? If you try to get fruits, you plant in the snow, it's not going to happen, right? Similarly, anything else that we want to do, that we want to achieve, it needs to have the right conditions in order to flourish. If the right conditions are not there, then perhaps it, it, it may not, you know, grow at all. It may not, uh, you know, sprout at all, or perhaps it will, but it will be deficient and it will not be able to give the intended fruit, in, uh, the intended fruit. So therefore, the right conditions are very, very important. Now, of course, it becomes harder and harder with the state of the current state of the dunya of, of society in general around us, you know, and, and, and of our lives, to be honest, and the things that we engage in, it becomes very, very difficult, you know, for that uh, for uh, those conditions to be there. So we have to struggle harder to find those conditions and to make those conditions around us. So first of all, some tips uh, uh, that may be helpful, inshallah. So the first one is to learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to learn about the greatness of Allah azza wa jal to gain a deeper appreciation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we know of Allah, but how many of us actually know Allah? We know of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? We, for example, you have a classmate, you know of someone you know, uh, who's a classmate or you know of uh, a colleague, but do you actually know them? So we need to examine, ask ourselves about our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That yes, we have heard about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we know of Allah, we believe in Allah. We know Allah exists. But how many of us actually know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What efforts have we made to learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his greatness and his characteristics and his qualities and, uh, and, and you know, uh, to, to try to gain a greater recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when that happens, when that truly happens, then we develop a deeper appreciation for Allah and that gives room for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grow. So that is number one, my brothers and sisters, which is extremely important, right? When sometimes, you know, we come across questions that people have and doubts and things like that, and you know, you, you see, subhanAllah, you know, this is clearly a person who has who knows Allah, a person who, who has spent some time recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and learning about him, would never be able to ask such a question. Not that any question is wrong. It's good to ask questions when you have doubts. So I'm not trying to discourage that. But what I'm saying is what is often lacking is this recognition and, and, and knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of truly who Allah azza wa jal is, his true greatness and his magnificence. So that's number one. Number two, my brothers and sisters, is to remember his innumerable favors and gifts upon us and to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every situation. And that increases our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, when you think about all of Allah's blessings upon you and the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not compelled to give you any of these things. And if he had chosen to, he could have taken away everything from you and given it to others. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed you. And you find and you look for these blessings. You know, a lot of times we don't realize because we're not looking. We're not looking for blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. We're not trying to appreciate them, so we don't see them. And we're not able to appreciate them. Right? But if we actually look and we reflect, and then we realize how many ways Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has blessed us, that even then we can't get a full appreciation of all of his blessings, or even the, 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 the depth and the magnitude of all of his blessings, because it's not possible. But when we reflect and we get appreciation and we thank Allah, that will help us increase in our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, my brothers and sisters, is to learn some of the wisdoms and purposes behind the acts of worship and to try to remember them regularly so that we are in the right state when we are doing our ibadah, when we are doing our worship. You know, yes, we teach our children, may Allah bless you all, may Allah bless us all, the parents who have taught their children how to pray, the teachers, and it's very important. But associating meaning 
with those rituals, with those acts, with those positions even. That what do they actually mean? What do they signify? Why do we do some of these things? We will never know why for sure. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom and knowledge is unmatched. We can't get there. There's no way. But we can try to explore some of the deeper meanings and the wisdoms. And this helps us appreciate the, the, the wisdom behind these obligations and gives, helps us you know, enter that state, that mode that we, we are intended to be in when we are doing those acts. So try to explore those and learn those. So associate meanings and feelings with various positions and various acts of worship. To remember how small and insignificant we are in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this world, in this universe, how small are we really? Right? I've told you this before. I'm amazed when, it, when I, uh, I fly. I haven't flown in a long time now, of course, because of COVID. But when I fly, it amazes me because I look down and it's so quickly that we lose sight of the people first. You'll still see the houses, the buildings, you'll see the, see the cars even. But the people, like it's just a few hundred feet, not even, and you can't see any more people. But that's how small and insignificant we are in this universe, in this world, and especially in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we remind ourselves of that, then that should make us humble. And we get feelings of humility and neediness and weakness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that helps us fight arrogance and conceitful pride. Learning, my brothers and sisters, about the Day of Judgment, the predicament that people will be in, how, how difficult of a day it will be, that will create fear inside of us. Thinking about our own faults, our weaknesses, our sins, fear. But it should be balanced, right? As we, we read in the quote by Ibn Qayyim, rahmatullahi alayhi, that it's, they're both wings, hope and fear, right? So there's a balance between the two. If you have too much of one, then you can't maintain balance. Right? If you're too much tilted on one side, there's too much weight on one side, it's not balanced anymore. So yes, the fear is very, very important, but not fear that leads us to hopelessness. Because the other wing is hope. Right. So the fear has to be balanced with hope and the hope has to be balanced with fear. If a person has too much hope, then it's wishful thinking. Right? Then they might be deluding themselves. Right? They may be overconfident. Right? They may be taking things for granted. And on the other hand, if a person is too fearful, then they are denying the hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. The great forgiveness of Allah, the great mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? All of the mercy and compassion that exists from the beginning of time till the end, to the beginning of the world till the last day. All of it that we find amongst humanity and the human beings and all the, the animals, all the creation of Allah. You know, all of that is only 1%. Allah has sent only 1% of mercy and compassion that we see and that has been existing in this world. And 99% Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept for the day of judgment. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Bihamdihi, subhanallah al-Azim. How great is the mercy, forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So la taqnatu min rahmatillah. You never lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But a true believer is one who balances that with fear as well. It doesn't take it for granted. Verses of the Quran, my brothers and sisters, you know, we recite them, we try to understand them, but also try to feel them. Associate feelings with the verses of the Quran. Ask yourself, how is this supposed to make me feel? When I recite this verse, let, let me try to think how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants me to feel when I read this message of His. And, I, and listening to reciters who recite with emotion personally has been very powerful for me. Right? Because I listen to it and I say, why is this party, why is this reciter crying and, and he can't go ahead of this verse without sobbing, without you know shedding tears, whereas I'm totally indifferent to it. Why, why is it like that? Why is he feeling it and I'm not? Why, what am I missing here? Let me reflect upon this as well. Let me try to build that feeling inside of me as well. 
right? Verses of fear and hope, feeling those. Verses of Jannah and Nar, feeling those. Verses of the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, feeling those. You know, and of course, for those of us who, who maybe Arabic is not our first language, like it's not mine, you know, we try to pick up the vocabulary so that we are able to connect. And even those who speak Arabic, right, reflecting upon the Quran, making, uh, you know, uh, connecting with those words as we are hearing them and reciting them, not just being distracted. And all of those things are needed to build this condition. Remembering death and the hereafter. It's something we don't like to think about. Right? But it's a reality for every single one of us. I have to go, you have to go, every single person has to go one day. Right? So thinking that can be a real reality check for us, that can put us into the zone, into the mode. You know, offering the hajjah prayer, night prayer in the last part of the night, the last third of the night in the darkness alone with all of these thoughts can be very, very powerful. Right? When you think about all of these things alone in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about your weakness, your 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 sins about your, your mistakes, about your future, about your fears, your hope, all of those things together, your death, the hereafter, being alone in front of Allah, right? Answering to Him, that is that something that reminds us of that. When we do that, you know, reminds us of that day, when we do that at night alone, right? So these are things, again, that can help us build these conditions. And, and listening and reading to such people who have these qualities, because it's contagious in a good way, right? If you listen to people, speakers, scholars, uh, you know, learned people, of knowledge and taqwa, and if you read their, their writings who are talking about these things, who talk with this love and these feelings and this hope and this fear, then it's contagious in a good way because you, you start feeling it as well. Right? And try to lessen our distractions. You know, there's many things which will distract us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world that will distract us from these, these states, but uh, you know, we need to engage in them, but we try to keep them to a bare minimum, right? To whatever is required, whatever is necessary and trying to you know tune out gossip and backbiting and useless talk and useless watching right because all of these things are harmful for the spiritual heart they put the spiritual heart to sleep they make it harder you know they don't make it soft they make it harder and they they they, they make it distracted from these states and these conditions and the true love of Allah subhanahu for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there's you know books and chapters of hadith in hadith books uh, on uh, on softening the heart so reading those and you know, reading the verses uh, of the Quran, the, the, the words of the Prophet وسلم, which, you know, uh, help us soften our spiritual hearts. And finally, the Prophet وسلم, said that uh, if you want to soften your heart, you know, a person came and he was complaining to the Prophet وسلم, uh, regarding, you know, the hardness of the heart. So the Prophet وسلم, said that if you want to soften your heart, if you want to soften your heart, feed the poor and pat the head of the orphan if you want to soften your heart feed the poor and pat the heart the head of the orphan so uh, my brothers and sisters may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us hearts that have the right feelings that are softened for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hope and fear and all of these states and feelings that we're supposed to have in our hearts and as I always end Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us and whoever is mindful of Allah he will make a way out for them. Uh, uh, will make a, a way out for them. And provide for them from sources that they could never imagine. And whoever puts their trust in Allah, then He alone is sufficient for them. Certainly Allah achieved His will. Allah has already set a destiny for 
everything. So let us make dua, my brothers and sisters. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluh. Wa lakal shukru kulluh. Wa ilayka yurja'u al-amru kulluh. Ala niyatuhu wa sirruh. Allahumma lakal hamdu hatta tarda. Wa lakal hamdu idha radit. Wa lakal hamdu ba'da rida. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم والله all praises for you والله we thank you with our hearts our minds our tongues and every limb of our bodies for all of your blessings and your favors يا رب العالمين والله والله you are so great والله you are so mighty والله you are all knowing والله you have so many qualities and characteristics والله please guide us so that we truly appreciate you يا رب العالمين والله so that we truly love you يا رب العالمين Oh Allah, we can never thank you enough for all of your favors and blessings, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, there were so many other people, so many other creation of yours that you could have chosen to bless instead. Oh Allah, but you chose us as well, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, we thank you in every way, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please count us from amongst the shakirin, amongst the grateful, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, we have wronged ourselves. Oh Allah, please forgive us. Oh Allah, otherwise we'll be from the losers. Oh Allah, please forgive us, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, we are your weak sitting servants. O oh Allah, indeed we have sinned. O oh Allah, indeed we have gone against your teachings. O oh Allah, we have gone against your guidance. O oh Allah, we have done that which we were not supposed to do. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, we have gone against the guidance and the way of your beloved Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. O oh Allah, please forgive us and guide us, ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, make us the way you want us to be, ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, please grant us strength and bring us closer to you, ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, we live in today's times. O oh Allah, we are surrounded by fitna. O oh Allah, surrounded by trials and tribulations. O oh Allah, we are surrounded by temptations. O oh Allah, shaitan is preying upon us. O oh Allah, our nafs is preying upon us. O oh Allah, the haters are trying to target us. O oh Allah, please protect us in every way, Ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, please protect our future generations, Ya Rabbal Alameen. O oh Allah, every single one of our progeny, till the day of judgment, O oh Allah, make them and us be those who die upon La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please resurrect and soften our dead and our hard hearts, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please fill them with feelings that you love and that are pleasing to you, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please guide us to that which is most pleasing to you. O oh Allah, grant us the best return to you whenever it has been decreed for us, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please open the gates of halal sustenance for us. O oh Allah, for all of your faithful servants in your creation, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill. O oh Allah, especially our elder sister who is in pain and weakness. Our brother and sister who are suffering from long-term pain and injuries. O oh Allah, our elders who are fighting cancer and other illnesses. O oh Allah, all of those who are ill or at risk of becoming ill. O oh Allah, all of those people suffering from COVID-19 at this time. And all different types of illnesses. O oh Allah, you are the protector and you are the healer. O oh Allah, please grant them a speedy recovery. O oh Allah, protect them from all illnesses and pain and suffering, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please protect us and all of our fellow human beings, especially the health professionals who are putting their lives on, line, on the line to, to serve others. O oh Allah, the first responders and others who are on the front lines. O oh Allah, please protect us, protect them and all of us, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are in pain and grief and stress and anxiety, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please replace all of these feelings with Happiness and peace and joy, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, please shower your mercy and your forgiveness upon our sister Zubi who returned to you after a battle with cancer. O Allah, and all of those who are returned to you, O Allah, accept all their good deeds and charity. O Allah, grant them the best place in Jannah to those. O Allah, please grant them patience to the kind, patience to their loved ones, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Allahumma khfir li jameeh mawtil muslimin. Alladheena shahiyoo laka bil wahdaniyya wa li nabiyyika bil risala wa matu ala dhalik. 
اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وعافهم واعفو عنهم واكرم نزلهم ووسع مدخلهم واغسلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس اللهم أنت ربنا لا إله إلا أنت خلقتنا ونحن عبيدك ونحن على عهدك ووعدك ما استطعنا نعوذ بك من شر ما صنعنا نبوء لك بنعمتك علينا ونبوء بذنوبنا فاغفر لنا إنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعطنا ولا تحرمنا وكلنا ولا تكن علينا واختم بالصالحات أعمالنا واشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا وبلغ فيما يرضيك عنا آمالنا وارحم ضعفنا واجبر كسرنا ولا تخيب فيك رجاءنا اللهم لك أسلمنا وبك آمنا وعليك توكلنا وإليك أنبنا وبك خاصمنا وإليك حاكمنا فاغفر لنا ما قدمنا وما أخرنا وما أسررنا وما أعلنا أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر لا إله إلا أنت اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من القاسرين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم إنا نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أزبع علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وتعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا رحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم ارفع عنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء يا رحم الراحمين اللهم احفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا يا رحم الراحمين اللهم نحن الفقراء إليك اللهم نحن الفقراء إليك وأنت الغني عنا اللهم لا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم سلمنا وسلم منا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم جعلنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل بلاء عافية اللهم آمن روعاتنا واسفر عوراتنا واسلح نياتنا وذرياتنا وأحسن خواتمنا واحفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا وعن أيماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا حلالا واسعا ولسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا ويقينا صادقا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذريتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك خير المسألة وخير الدعاء وخير النجاح وخير العمل وخير الثواب وخير الحياة وخير الممات يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من قلب لا يخشع ودعاء لا يسمع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن علم لا ينفع يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعجز والكسل والبخل والجبن ودلع الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عن من سواك 
اللهم ارزقنا قبر الموت توبة اللهم ارزقنا قبر الموت توبة وعند الموت شهادة وبعد الموت جنة يا رب العالمين اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم بارك في أعمار أبائنا وأمهاتنا ومتعهم بالصحة والعافية اللهم ارحم من انتقل منهم إلى رحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم انزلهم منزلا مباركا اللهم بارك في المحسنين الذين ينفقون أموالهم بتغاء وجهك الكريم يا رب العالمين اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم واصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم على الحق يا رب العالمين اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ وانصر إخواننا وأخواتنا في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا رحم الراحمين زكوا الله خير ما بعد سترز May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all, reward you with the best reward in this world and the, and the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and your future generations always, Ya Rabbil Alameen. And my brothers and sisters, please go ahead and offer uh, four rakahs of Dhuhr Salah. Uh, and also uh, just note that uh, Foodie Fridays continue, alhamdulillah. I want to give special thanks to all the sisters who are involved, who worked so hard, uh, and all of those who have supported us. Jazakum Allahu khairah. Uh, and also, mashallah, the most magnificent masjid contest uh, received a number of entries, mashallah, beautiful uh, works of art. Please do check it out at kananamuslims.ca slash MMM, three times, kananamuslims.ca slash MMM. The deadline to vote uh, for the uh, for the entries uh, is tonight at 11.59 p.m. So please go ahead and do that. It's also a fundraiser for our masjid project. Uh, so jazakallah khairah to everyone who has participated and has been involved in running that contest. And uh, remember me and all of us in your dua. May Allah keep you all safe and we'll connect with you again, inshallah. Jazakallah khairah. Special uh, salam to my young friends who I'm not able to see and I'm missing all of you. Our elders who we haven't seen in a long time. All the sisters and brothers who have not been able to come. Uh, we, we, we miss you all and uh, we love you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, protection and love be with you. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.